Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Daily Hope Ministries. Here's Pastor Rick Warren. Now, you know, there's one thing all of us have in common. We're all different here, but there's one thing we have in common. Everybody here wants to make a difference with their life. Now, you may have given up and thought, I'm not ever going to do it. But down deep, you'd like to. You'd like to leave an impact. You'd like to leave your mark. You'd like to influence others. You'd like to make a difference in this world. Where do you think you got that desire? You got it from God. And God has uniquely shaped you so you can make a unique contribution. Hello, and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, we continue in our series called The Life You Were Meant to Live. In this series, Pastor Rick will help you discover in the scriptures what God had in mind for your life when he quite literally invented you. If you'd love to help the kids you know learn God's word, then stay with us. Because in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you about God's big plans for me an easy-to-understand storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. And if you want, you can just text the word DAILY to 99000 to find out more. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Focusing Your Life. Now, there's a natural reaction, particularly in a church full of workaholics, that when we talk about slowing down and adding space to your schedule, that you're overloaded, you tend to swing the pendulum to the other end and just go, okay, I ain't doing nothing. I'm going to sit at home all summer and pop bonbons in my mouth. Watch soap operas. Take it easy. Now, read my lips on this. You were made for more than rest. God did not just put you on this earth to retire. Okay? You were put here for a purpose. God has a plan and he has a purpose for your life. You need rest in your life. In fact, most of you need far more than you're getting. That's why we're doing this series. But life is more than just rest. And margin is about cutting out the superfluous things, the trivial things, the things that don't really matter. So I have more time, more energy, more money for the things that really do matter, that matter most in life. Now, you've heard me say many times that the key to an effective life is focus. Like a laser, the stronger the focus, the more concentrated the focus, the more power the laser has. And when you focus your life on one or two or three things that really matter most, your life will be effective. The problem is most of us have very unfocused lives. And so we're trying to do 100 things at the same time, and we think they're all of equal value when they're not. They're not at all. And so an unfocused life causes you to get overloaded. The more you focus, the more you center in on what really matters. Now, during this whole series, my prayer for you as your pastor has been this verse, Ephesians 1.18. I ask that God, I ask God to make your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what God is calling you 
to do. And today we're going to look at how to focus your life. The next verse out of the Bible, Ephesians 5 says, don't be foolish with your lives. In other words, don't waste your life. Don't use it up on things that really don't matter. Make your life count. How do you do that? How do you live life wisely? The answer is by asking the right questions. And so today I want us to review life's four most important questions. If you can get these clear in your mind, your stress level will go down and your satisfaction will go up. You will live a life of significance and meaning and purpose. You will know what to cut out of your life and what to add, what to cut out of your budget and what to add. If you can answer these four questions, what are they? Number one, the first and most important question of life is, what will be the center of my life? What will be the center of my life? In other words, who or what am I going to live for? And that's the starting point, of course. Now, obviously, there are a lot of options. You can center your life around a career. You can center your life around a sport. You can center your life around a hobby. You can center your life around making money. You can center your life around who's my next date. You can center your life around having fun. You can center your life around collecting things like little precious moments figurines. <laughs> now, all of these things, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. They're all fine and good. But they all make a lousy center for your life. They're not strong enough. They're not solid enough. They're not secure enough to be the center of your life. You need something at the center of your life that is absolutely unchanging and can never be taken away from you. Because if it can, you will lose your security. You'll always be under stress. You need something that is unchanging and secure. Now the Bible tells us in Psalm 62 verse 10... It says, if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. Why? Why should I not make wealth the center of my life or the acquisition of wealth? Well, there's a couple reasons. Number one is because you can lose it all. Would anybody like to give a testimony on that one? I mean, there are hundreds of ways you can lose it all instantly overnight. And so if you build your life around money, then you're constantly be tense because you've got to keep it and hold on to it. And what if you lose it? And it's, very, it's, not, it's not a good enough uh, reason to be the center of your life. On top of that, it's not what life's all about anyway. Jesus once said, A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. Your net worth and your self-worth are not the same thing. Besides, you're not going to keep it anyway. You're not taking any of it with you. Why would you spend all of your life trying to acquire stuff that you're not going to take with you into the next life anyway? That is not the purpose of life. And contrary to the popular bumper sticker, he who dies with the most toys just dies. In fact, he loses because he invested in the wrong thing. He thought that the goal was to get more. It's not. And so the Bible says, don't make that the center of your life. Now, when you become a Christian, when you become a believer, when you become a follower of Jesus Christ, the center of your life changes. Being a Christian means Jesus Christ is at the center of your life. Look at the next verse. The Bible says Christ's love has the first and last word in everything we do. Our firm decision is to work from this focused center. 
Now, a lot of people imagine their life kind of like a pie with different pieces of the pie representing different segments of their life. And so you've got a, a work segment of your life and you've got a, a retirement segment and you've got a, a, a financial segment of your life and you've got a sexuality segment of your life and you've got other relationships and you've got a social life. And, oh, and by the way, over here, this is important. We've got Jesus as a, as a piece of the pie. No, Jesus is not a piece of the pie. Jesus is the filling. The second half of today's study is coming up, so stay with us. If you'd like to connect with Rick, just go to PastorRick.com and click on his social media links. While you're there, be sure to sign up for his free daily email devotional. And if you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has touched your life, you can email him at rick at pastorrick.com. The Bible says, children are a gift from the Lord. Do you have special kids that the Lord has placed in your life? Maybe you have your own kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, or kids in your neighborhood that are part of your life. You can help them get closer to God by encouraging them to read God's Word. And a great way to do that is with a brand new resource for kids called God's Big Plans for Me. It's a storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. This 223-page, hardcover, full-color, beautifully illustrated children's Bible includes 40 well-loved Bible stories to help kids get the most from God's Word. Each Bible story has an introduction from Pastor Rick that helps readers, young and old, understand the Word of God so that they can begin to discover God's great purposes for their lives. You'll see their eyes light up as they really start to get what God wants to say to their young hearts and minds. God's Big Plans for Me is so much more than just a book filled with cute pictures of Bible characters. It's a fun and effective way to introduce grade school-age children to God's everlasting truths. Today, when you financially support Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, we'll send you a copy of God's Big Plans for Me. Supplies are limited for this beautifully designed resource, so don't wait. Just call 800-600-5004 or go to PastorRick.com to get yours. That's 800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. And right now, when you request this beautifully designed resource, we'll send you Pastor Rick's message called Integrating God's Word into My Life. There are only two days left to get this great tool, so call right now. Once again, here's Rick. Now, a lot of people imagine their life kind of like a pie with different pieces of the pie representing different segments of their life. And so you've got a a work segment of your life and you've got a a retirement segment and you've got a a financial segment of your life and you've got a sexuality segment of your life and you've got other relationships and you've got a social life. Oh, and by the way, over here, this is important. We've got Jesus as as a piece of the pie. No. Jesus is not a piece of the pie. Jesus is the filling. He's the whole pie. And he wants to influence every segment. The financial segment, the sexual segment, the relational segment, the goals and ambitions and dreams segment, and your career. And he is the glue that holds it all together. He is the pie, if you're a believer. He's not just a segment. He's at the core. One of the ways you know that Jesus is at the center of your life is you worry less. Worry is a sign that something has replaced Jesus Christ at the center of your life. Anytime I start worrying, anytime you start worrying, it should be a red flag, it should be a flashing light, a warning sign that says, I've allowed someone or something to become the center of my life instead of God. 
And whenever that happens, you could make a person the center of your life. And you know what? You'll be under stress because that person can walk out of your life. They can die. They can get sick. They can turn their back on you. All kinds of things can happen. They shouldn't be the center of your life. That should be something that can never change your relationship with God. And so the number one stress reliever is to put Jesus Christ at the center of your life. Do you remember years ago, they used to have these little things called super balls. Do you remember those? And you kind of hit it on the ground and it'd go about 30, 40 feet high. Why? Because the center of a super ball was so tightly compacted, it was a solid core. Not some mushy center like a tennis ball, which is very mushy. But a Super Bowl had a very solid core, and that gave it its bounceability. When your core is solid in God, you have bounceability. You bounce back from stress faster. You bounce back from problems faster. You bounce back from grief faster. You bounce back from crisis faster. Because you have something solid in your life that doesn't change. And when you have that, you don't worry. Notice the next verse. Instead of worrying, pray. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Now that means that the most basic, fundamental decision of life is this. It's there on your outline. Am I going to live a life that is self-centered or God-centered? I want you to make a decision this morning. I'd like for you to circle one of those two. Am I going to live the rest of my life either self-centered or God-centered. Go ahead and make a choice and circle one or the other. Now, how do you know when, when Jesus Christ is at the center of your life? How do you know what's at the center of your life? Well, it's real obvious. What do you think about most? Whatever you think about most in life is at the center of your life. Stock market? Grandchildren? Where am I going to get the next date on Friday night? Whatever you think about the most is at the center of your life. And it's your God. And if you want the stress to lower, you need to put God back at the center of your life. The Apostle Paul in the Bible says it like this. He said, man, I want God at the center. I want to know Christ. I want to really know him. I want to know the power in my life of having God at the center. And I hope you'll settle that one right now. Make this your prayer. I want to really, really know Christ. Tom's going to talk about the next one. After you've settled that question, who is going to be at the center of my life? Jesus Christ. The second of life's most important questions is this, down on your outline. What will be the character of my life? What, what kind of person am I going to be in this life? We went to uh, China recently, and we were, we were given a uh, little business cards that took our English names and just brought the sounds over into Chinese characters. But towards the end of the trip, we, we asked, well, what do these actually mean, though? If you put a meaning to these characters, what would they mean? And Rick Warren meant something like lover of China. And Brad meant something like thunder in the voice. That's a good name. I asked, what does my name mean? And they looked at it and said, uh, uh, female babysitter would be the meaning of, 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 of this name. I'm here to tell you, that what is on your business card doesn't really matter in the end anyway. I'm glad to tell you that. Because it's not really what you do, but who you are. Did you realize that? God is far more interested in who you are than what you do. 
Why? Because you're not going to carry your career into eternity. Some of you are thrilled at that, by the way. You're not going to carry your career into, into eternity, but you will carry your character into eternity. Do you know that this life, the life we're living right now, is preparation? All of this life is just preparation for eternity. And God is developing our character now so that we can carry it with us into that eternity that he's prepared for us. In the Bible, God is very clear about his plan for our lives after we've made him the center of our life. Look at this verse in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Let's read it together. From the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him should become like his son. He wants us to be like Jesus Christ, to have the values that Jesus Christ has, to have the character that Jesus Christ has. The, the, the kind of interest and heart that he has. Look at this next verse in your outline. Philippians 2.5 says, In your lives you must think and act like Jesus Christ. Now if God wants to help me to become more like Christ, that's a lifetime project, I'll never totally reach it. But if he wants me to grow in that direction, doesn't it make sense that he's going to put you and I in the exact same circumstances that Jesus Christ was in when he was on this earth? Jesus faced loneliness and will face loneliness. Jesus Christ faced heartache. We'll face heartache. Jesus Christ faced temptation. He, he never said yes to the temptation, but he faced it, and so will you and I. If Jesus Christ had to face times of disappointment, who am I to think that I'm not going to face that as God grows us to be like him? He wants to grow in us the character of his son so we can carry it into eternity. You see, every situation that comes into your life, good and bad, God wants to use it for the purpose of developing character in you. Whatever the circumstance. The kind of character that it talks about in the verse on the back of your outline. 2 Peter 1.5 Don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given. Complementing your basic faith with good character. Spiritual understanding. Alert discipline. Passionate patience. Reverent wonder. Warm friendliness. And generous love. God is working to do that in us. To make us like his son. I don't know any better description of what Jesus is like in character than over in Galatians chapter 5 where it talks about the fruit of what God's power does in us as he grows us. As it describes it, it's a description of what Jesus is like. The fruit of God's spirit is love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness. That's what Jesus is like and what God wants to do in us. But here's the secret. The way that God does that is very different than we might expect. God does that thing in us, works a new character into us like love or patience or peace by putting us in the exact opposite circumstance. If you say to God, I, I want to become a more loving person, you think he's going, to, he's going to put you around a lot of lovable people? You think that's what's going to happen? It doesn't happen that way. I hate that, that it doesn't happen that way, but it doesn't. When you say, I want to be a person of love, God puts you around a lot of unlovely people because that develops the character of love. When you say, as many of you have these last several weeks, I want to slow down in life. I want to learn to have some margin in my life. I know exactly what's happened. Your life has speeded up, hasn't it? Every, at home, at work, with your kids, everything is going faster and faster. And you're thinking, God, why are you doing this to me? It's an opportunity to grow. He puts us in the exact opposite situation. Because he wants to develop in our lives new habits. Character is really just an accumulation of good habits. If you have a habit of being kind to people, people would look at you and say, you are a, a kind person. And God is developing those good habits in us to develop a good character. But we all know it is tough to develop good habits. It's not easy. It's, it's easy to develop bad habits, but not good habits. 
And so because of that, the second question we have to face in these important questions of life, the second choice we have to make is, is it really going to be all about my comfort, or am I going to allow God to develop a new character? What do I care more about? Would you look on your outline, and would you just as a commitment today, circle one of those? Do I care more about my comfort or my character? Am I going to choose what's easy, or am I going to choose what's right? The third question that will focus your life is this. What will be the contribution of my life? What will be the contribution of my life? In other words, how am I going to use my God-given talents, my abilities? Am I going to use them just to benefit myself? Or am I going to use them to help other people? Notice these verses. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessing. And the Bible says in Ephesians, it is God himself who has made us what we are, and he's given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ago we planned that we should spend these lives in living for ourselves. Oh, that's not what it says, is it? No, it says spend these lives in what? Helping others. We're meant to help each other. Now, you know, there's one thing all of us have in common. We're all different here, but there's one thing we have in common. Everybody here wants to make a difference with their life. Now, you may have given up and thought, I'm not ever going to do it. But down deep, you'd like to. Where do you think you got that desire? You got it from God. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, just go to PastorRick.com and listen online anytime. Rick will be back in just a moment with a final word of encouragement, so please stay with us. The Bible says, children are a gift from the Lord. Do you have special kids that the Lord has placed in your life? Maybe you have your own kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, or kids in the neighborhood that are part of your life. You can help the kids in your life get closer to God by encouraging them to read God's Word. And we're so excited to tell you about a brand new resource for kids called God's Big Plans for Me. It's a storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. This 223-page, hardcover, full-color, beautifully illustrated children's Bible includes 40 well-loved Bible stories to help kids practically engage with God's Word. Each Bible story has an introduction from Pastor Rick that helps readers, young and old, understand the Word of God so they can begin to discover God's great purposes for their lives. Their eyes will light up as they turn the beautifully illustrated pages and really start to get what God wants to say to their young hearts and minds. God's Big Plans for Me is so much more than just a book filled with cute pictures of Bible characters. It's a fun and effective way to introduce grade school children to God's everlasting truths. Today, when you financially support Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, we'll send you a copy of God's Big Plans for Me. Supplies are limited for this great resource, so contact us today. Call 800-600-5004 to get yours. Or you can visit PastorRick.com. That's 1-800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. There are only 48 hours to get in on this great offer, so don't wait. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Hi, everybody. Today I want to share a note that we received from Darren. He wrote me, he, he calls Daily Hope his morning cup of God, (laughs) because it helps him stay focused on God throughout the day. Darren wrote me this. 
He said, Pastor Rick, I thank God for Daily Hope. I support Daily Hope because Christ's hope is for me and in me, and I support it because it sends Christ's message to people all over the world. He wrote, I've, you know, I've dealt with my share of demons in my life. I've had cancer, huge financial losses, addictions, permanent disability, chronic pain, and depression. But daily hope gets me going in the morning. It's like a cup of coffee for me. But if I haven't had my cup of God in the morning, then I feel like I'm less able to pass on the good news to others. So thank you, Pastor Rick. <laughs> You know, Daily Hope helps people like Darren get their lives back on track because it connects them not just with God, but with God's Word. And it is so important for each of us to spend time with God and in God's Word every day. So I want to encourage every one of you to make a daily habit of opening the Bible. Sit down and open the Bible. You may open it on an iPad or on your phone, but open the Bible to see what God says about how we're meant to live. God bless you, everybody. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, you can write him at rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and your generous financial support. In his play, As You Like It, Shakespeare described death as mere...